I know y'all only hear this podcast for an hour, but imagine to have to deal with this for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> so my lovely lady, she gets the Danny Brown show all the time. It's the Danny Brown show, sit back, relax, you're already now, while you make studios. It's the Danny Brown show, we about to get live, let's go. It's the Danny Brown show, sit back, relax, you're already now, while you make studios. It's the Danny Brown show, we about to get live, let's go. It's the Danny Brown Show coming to y'all motherfuckers live from YME Studios, Austin, Texas. It's your boy, Danny Brown. It's your boy. I told you, I always show my age with that kind of shit, though. It's your boy. How at your boy. Got the booth boys with me. How y'all motherfuckers doing, man? Yo, great. Man? Good, man. Yeah, man. Uh, YME's live was crazy. Shouts out to um, the, the, the big mommy's time. Christina, Tim Dillon, hey man, I will say, you know, the homies back at the crib, they was pretty upset with me, man. I mean, you know, they 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 figure, you know, let me show support for the boy. I mean, they not really, I mean, they, they niggas, they niggas from the hood. They don't really, I mean, I listen to podcasts, that's my whole show. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been a mommy for, for years, y'all know that, but they ain't, that's not their thing. So they felt like they were supporting me, they bought the live show, <laughs> and I mean, you know, the heavy segment. They didn't understand, but I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, I know the, a couple of the homies, they saw it on the timeline. People talk about the heavy segment, the heavy se- But I feel like niggas, that's me. I, I, could, I could picture myself in they, you know, in they frame of mind like the heavy segment. I mean, they probably thought you was talking about BBWs, you know? They ain't think like the heavy segment, you know? So they watched the, um, they watched the live show and they were, um, they were entertained for the most part. For, for for the show, but you know they wanted they they their whole deal was they wanted to see the song you know they wanted to see they wanted to see your boy, and they had to get through the heavy segment to do that. So they didn't see none of the homies. They were like, man, I didn't even see your song, man. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even see the song. But man, it was it was dicks going through stilettos and and, and like what what the fuck you got me involved in? Like you know, cause I mean you know the homies. We all support each other We're at the Bruiser Brigade. So if anybody do something, me, Zaloopers, Bruiser Wolf, like if we got some shit, some cool shit going on, we probably, I, I, I don't, I, I couldn't say that I know because I wasn't there. You know, I'm just knowing what, 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 holla at my boy Scooty. My boy Scooty told me. But so I'm pretty sure they, they had a little function. They probably was barbecuing, had some bitches over. Like we about to watch my boy Danny. Danny on some shit. Uh, and they sitting there as a, 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 you know, a crew, they all together. And, you know, think they watching some wholesome content. And all of a sudden, the had to be segment comes up, and it I guess it ruined the party. Like, it, it uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I uh, so yeah, um, uh, I want to apologize to all my bruisers back home, man. It wasn't my fault, I didn't know. I mean, y'all don't, at the end of the day, it's like, even like the homies, I mean, motherfuckers be watching my podcast and shit. Like, even, remember I told y'all the story about the snake and shit? Like, man, the snake and shit. I, my, my, my pop brought the snake through. That probably gave me some trauma and shit. My dad gonna send me a text message like, I love you, son. I already knew what that shit was about. I'm like, man, 
Stop listening to this shit, man. So I want to tell all y'all motherfuckers, man, friends, family, anybody that love me or care about me. Man, stop listening to this goddamn podcast, man, because I ain't about to start censoring myself or thinking about shit. Because that's one thing I hate about comedy. I always knew that for me to, to be the funniest I can be is not to have a filter. Because once I started thinking too hard, be like, I'm saying shit to fucking, um, you know, like, I don't want to, I can't say that. I mean, I, obviously I know it's like I say. It's certain shit you want to say. If you say it, then you gotta you gotta deal with the consequences that become behind it. Like even like like I know my girl listen to the show all the time, and she be fucking mad at me and shit, and all that kind of shit. She shouldn't be listening to this shit because at the end of the day, I'm not about to fucking censor myself for the for comedy. And if you know, sometimes we do shit together, and I'll be like, oh, this shit funny. In my head, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast. So you probably should. I mean, anybody, anybody that's my friend, they should probably. I'm not saying censor yourself or I'm going to do anything, but I'm not about to fucking, um, anything that's going on in my life, I'll bring to this shit. So I'm sorry. Even when I was talking shit last episode with FN Mecca, I'm waiting on him to drop the diss song. Because I don't know if, I, if if it's whack. I ain't about to come back. I ain't going to make no shit. I'm, I'm just trying to set you up so I can talk about it on the podcast. I might fucked up, though. I might fucked up and already exposed myself too quick. <laughs> we can bleep that out. We can bleep that out. <laughs> I mean, no, fuck that. Let them know my intentions with this AI shit, man. I mean, I feel them. I feel them. Because I, I, I actually seen a, um, I ain't going to say no names, but I seen a younger rapper like, I can't believe how triggered people are getting behind this. Like, on paper, it's, it's crazy and all that shit, but this shouldn't be nothing that really affects. Because, motherfucker, I'm from the era where I remember walking miles with $3 in my pocket just to buy a Source magazine. Just because that will let me know what's going on this month in hip hop. Right now, everything comes to us so quick. You know, albums don't even, we don't even give albums a chance to digest to us. We don't even listen to music that long. That's one thing that um, I really be so fucked up with my music and shit because it takes me a long ass fucking time. Like, even the song we just put out, Winter, shouts out to everybody that been making remixes to it, you know. Like, that song took me a month to make, as simple as it sounds. And I was fucked up. And I know you get these, these young rappers that go into the studio and they can fucking make five songs a night. I was that guy, too. You know? And I would tell you guys, have fun while you can. Make as much shit. Be as free as you want. Because when you get to my age, man, you rap the fucking lot. And I said everything that I can possibly think to say. And a lot of times, it's not necessarily that I can rap. It's just like, I mean... How many times is it going to beat an old drum? And like, I can't say, I mean, I said that before. I said that sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always trying to figure out another way to, um, I guess, say the same shit. Because I'm just talking about my life in some sense. I mean, it's obviously a progression in some shit. I mean, I'm not obviously about to start, like, fucking dropping Muay Thai bars. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, I talk about what's going on in my life. But that's what kind of takes a long time. And I... I like, even what's going on with this album right now, and I think about it, it's like, um, I never had a problem. I mean, I always, not saying never, I always had a problem with putting out albums when I think about it. Like, when I put out Triple X, um, 30, with Fool's Gold and all that, it was, um, it was initially just a, intended for them. They were like, oh, we're going to put it out as a free album, as a mixtape, which I have no problem with, but I've done that countless times before that. You know, so I was like, um... Putting out triple X. So I was like, fuck it. Um, yeah, look at him. Look, look at that guy right there. Yeah, with the uh look at that. With the it's all gay, man. 
Shouts out. I know what I'm going to be. What are you talking about? But no, you know what happened because, you know, just shouts out to my homies. But I hate when people, because I used to do that shit all the time. You'd be like, man, no homo. Motherfuckers be like, no homo. No homo. As like a, um, I don't know. It sounds like a bad thing. Whatever. So I, to myself, I came up with my own term, my own slang. So anything good, be like, man, it's just all gay, man. It's all gay. That's happy, man. It's great. It's all good, man. So <laughs> it's all gay, man. So yeah, but yeah, um, I've looked a lot of different ways, man, in my life, man. I, I don't. Um, I went to my um one little situation with therapy and all that, and they were talking about um like how much I changed the way I look. We had a conversation about that, and that's like, I was like, is that a way of always like constantly trying to like you're not happy with yourself, kind? Because you know, I motherfucker, you you know, like I say, you know, you look the way you want to look, and but I'm always c- consistently. I think, and I don't think it's that. I think it's kind of like the opposite a way around. I think a lot of people they get caught up in the way they look, and they be like, oh, I look good like this, and they only look good like that. I think I'm hot, like I'm, I think I'm hot as fuck. The way, oh, type of way. So it don't matter what I what I do to myself. I feel like in the beginning, um, I used to just make myself look ugly on purpose because I just wanted to attract a higher clientele. Because you gotta have like a diamond eye, like you get what I'm saying. See, I got that because there's a lot of bitches that'll do that. Like a bitch would be like, she bad as fuck, but you can't see it in in the um the outside element. You get what I'm saying? Like you ever seen that? Like you be like, damn man, she look, cause she fuck herself up. But then the bitch. Take her glasses off and like whip her hair like and do some ill. She's like, oh shit, this bitch bad. I always loved that. That's that's always been my thing. Like when a bitch, so you got to have like an ill ass eye, like an eye for talent. Like I got an eye for a bad bitch. Like I know when you hiding it. Like the type of bitches that got a fat ass and they wearing all these extra weird layers and doing shit. And they be like, I know you got a fat ass. Like you know, I like I've been that guy. It I, it sounds creepy, but to me it sounds like um. I got high taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, be like, fine. Like, you can see any bitch, like, she's showing her ass. Like, oh, she got a fat ass. No. The ill shit is to, to find one that ain't the, that ain't putting it on display. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love to go to Dubai seeing all them bitches uh, with the Muslim shit on. I'd be like, yo, I know that's a fat ass right there. Like, I can get it. I, I can get the appeal of that, too. You know? Because I would say that's one thing about even certain bitches. Like a motherfucker be like, um, like you ever find it when they got the wide hips, but it, it don't really, it ain't really fat, but from the front, it look fat, but then when they, you know, it ain't really poking like that. <laughs> when they bend over, it's gonna round out. <laughs> so it's still, it's gonna be fat. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of dudes might see that and be like, "Oh, she ain't got no fat ass like that." And like, no, it's the ass is fat. It's just this is like it got a bake in the oven. This is like it takes some it, it it takes it takes some time to make it a fat ass. You get what I'm saying? See, a lot of dudes don't want to work for that. They want to get to just the quickness of the action. Like you see it in the streets. So a lot of like that's what I call um I call those uh secret shockers. You know what I'm saying? It's a shocker. Like, man, she had hips and it's like, man, oh, ass ain't fat like that. Ugh, it's fucked up. But she get naked and bend over. You're like, damn. That was a shocker. Secret shockers. You get what I'm saying? So I'm all about secret shockers, man. Hold on. What am I talking about right now? 
I feel like I'm getting a, a Kevin Gates. Y'all seen that, man? I love Kevin Gates, man. Shout out to Kevin Gates, man. One of my favorite artists um, in recent uh, decades. But they say he's been getting creepy on stage. Has anybody seen this? Nah, what's going on? No, they're just saying he's getting overly sexual. Like a type of nigga, he's stool humping. Like in comedy terms, look, look, he's been sexually aggressive. Look, it's three hours ago. Look, fans leave. Look, Kevin Gay startup fans with a, <laughs> with a dance routine. You know what I'm a. You know what I'm attribute this to. Let's stop this. I'm I'm a, I'm a. I'm a attribute this shit to. You know what's going on right now. I feel like Instagram fucked a lot of people up with fitness. You know what I'm saying. So it's a lot of motherfuckers that's getting in shape and they getting muscles and um. And, and they don't got the discipline behind the shit. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Kevin Gates, he was like a cool nigga when he was like chubby and fat. And, and he was drinking the lean and all that shit. But now he got muscles. Like, you know what I'm saying? He got a six pack. He's sexy. Now he overly sexual on stage. He humping the ground. He's going crazy. Like he's doing, look. He got his belt buckle open. Look. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's the muscles, man. Some niggas can't get muscles, man. That's like, see, like, like, like Zolo, like us. We we doing the Muay Thai shit. We understand that this shit is. One thing I would say, but but like me, I talk a lot of shit. Niggas will, and I and I talk a lot about getting my ass whooped on here too. But a nigga will whoop my ass. I think Muay Thai definitely humbled me. Like we go to the gym, bro. You ain't, bro. Shouts out to um. Chantel, Chantel up in that motherfucker. You go up in there an early morning or something, this bitch kicking the, oh, I'm sorry. I call but she kicking the bag. Look, she going to fuck me up. No, God damn it. But she kicking the bag. It ain't like us kicking the bag. It's a different story. And she look like a cool, just regular homegirl out in the streets. You get what I'm saying? So it made me humble. Like, man, you can't fuck with everybody. It whooped my ass. Then you doing the drills, you doing shit, you doing. I, I suck at fighting. I never been good at fighting. It always been jump to get jumped. So I would definitely say one thing about doing any type of martial art, it should probably give you like a discipline. You know, because that's what made me crazy when you um seen Wiz Khalifa when he told the um the DJ, he's like, nigga, I'll beat you up. Like he been doing he been doing it for years, but I feel like the longer you, the more you do it, because me uh, maybe because I'm older, like at forty years old. I'm already fucked over anyway. Like, it's a 19-year-old motherfucker that'll come around and give me some shit. I get that. I'm going to still talk some shit. You got to do it. That's one thing about me. You got to do it, which is fucked up. So I do need to learn some shit, you know? I will say there's no downside, you know, to us doing the Muay Thai and shit. I mean, it's hard as fuck for me at 40 years old to be learning and shit and be good at it. But I feel like me learning how to fight and letting me know how not good I am at fighting, so it's gonna let me not get into a fight. You feel what I'm saying? Like before, it was like I was oblivious to the, I was blind to the fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I'm just being on some nigga shit. Like, whatever, motherfucker. What up? What's up? What's up, nigga? What's up? You got some shit? You talking some shit? Especially I get some drinks in me. Don't let me do some bumps. I think I'm Bruce Lee. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, what's up? I done got into some shit. I swear to God, not too, and it's not, this is not too long ago, but I can tell you just how dumb of me drinking. That's why drinking is never a good thing. Drinking is, I feel like um, 
like I said, drinking and mushrooms, I shouldn't be doing that shit together because you're going to do some dumb shit. But I feel like, because um, you shouldn't be in public. You always, you know, you're supposed to do mushrooms in a nice, closed environment with some people that you you um care about that's going to really look out for you and do it. I think I should treat liquor like that. Like, I shouldn't be in public with liquor. I should be in a, a nice, enclosed environment. Don't let them go nowhere with people that really love me. Like, like the type of people, like, if I was to shit on myself or, like, piss on myself or, like, they are still, they be like, man, you know, they'll love me tomorrow. You know, because you can do shit like that. Niggas like, I ain't fuck with that nigga no more. So, yeah. um, Spin the motherfucking wheel. I literally forgot what I was talking about. That was like a system error. I was, I was, I was going somewhere, too, with it. I think that's what make this podcast good in some time. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, the afterlife. That's a good one to talk about. Cause I was going, th- going through my mushroom um, binge, going through my mushroom phase, and and all that. And I told y'all, like, not too long. I took mushrooms; it didn't work. Like it didn't work. But uh, the deepest that I went, I took five grams one day, and um, just during this mushroom trip, yeah, of course I saw a lot of visuals. The craziest part, you know how you see the visuals when you see the. You, if anybody met the, um, you know, the, the toe ring bitches, and the toe ring bitches is the same as the white niggas with dreads. You know, that's they a couple. And then they wear these like elephant pants with like the, you know, this type of shit that's in the background. That's the shit that you see. And it, you know, it fucked me up a little bit. I see, like, I see how people become weird mushroom niggas because they, they take mushrooms and then they see all these visuals and they see all these patterns and colors and all that. And then you wear clothes that look like that. Like, no, I'm definitely not one of them kind of niggas. Like, y'all retarded. Like, please, I'm, all right, all right. But okay. <laughs> So I took the mushrooms. I mean, we take mushrooms and doing all that. But the mushrooms, I, I did. I, I don't know if I talked about this on here, but I might. But it showed me my grave. Did I talk about this? Yeah, you said you time travel. Oh yeah, but it showed me my grave and all that. But I feel like the biggest thing in my life, I was always scared of death, like scared of dying. Like death is like, I don't know why. I don't know, but just something about you know, just the whole process of that. Like, but the mushroom trip showed me that that's what you're supposed to do. Like everybody, everybody's going to eventually die one day. It's almost like a graduation of life. When it's ready for you to happen, that's when it's going to happen. It's, it is what it is, man. And, it's, and I feel like I was always scared of dying. Like I always want to like, I don't know. But now I'm not. You know, that was like going through that trip, like made me understand that that was not something that I should be worried about. Like I should be, because I feel like that's been my downfall in a lot of shit. Like even me as an artist. When I when I when I started to get big as an artist, my whole shit in life, instead of me caring about like doing shit and working hard to make myself bigger as an artist, I was just so scared that this is gonna end one day. This is gonna end any day. Like I'm not gonna So I'm I'm so worried about the negative shit than I am about the positive shit. I think that's my biggest problem in life. You know, so I'm always So yeah. So death is like one of those things too. You know, I'm so worried about dying that I'm not living. You know, and now going through that trip has gave me to, you know, like understand like, bro, everybody got to do that shit. That is what it is. But while you here, do what you got to do, man. Stop thinking about that shit. You sitting here, you sitting here worrying about that because a, a lot of decisions that I would make will be dictated by that kind of shit. You know, like, man, I don't know that shit. Like you might tell me to go to a certain club or go out to it. Like, I don't know, man. Niggas be shooting at that bitch. I ain't going out, you know. And I might miss out on a lot of shit, being paranoid of death, 
subconsciously without even really knowing it, you know? Like, it used to be a lot of times where artists would come to Detroit, and I had this thing, like, if you didn't hit me up the night before, I'm not coming, you know? So it was a time where, like, artists would come to Detroit, they would always hit me up, like, come up, pull up to the show, pull up to the show. But if you call me the day of the show, like, I'm like, I'm not coming. It ain't like I got kids. That's the fucked up part, too. I mean, my daughter's 20 years old. So it's not like I got little ass kids. It's not like, but my whole shit was, nigga, it's Detroit. I ain't about to just be randomly running around Detroit showing up. I don't know what the fuck going on. I ain't doing that. You got to tell me a dead head so I can prepare for the whole shit, you know, figure it out. But, you know, so it got to the point now, motherfucker come through there and hit me up. <laughs> and I don't blame them. You know what I'm saying? It is one thing I always say about me is that if I knew me, I wouldn't fuck with me either. So I swear to God. If I knew me, I wouldn't fuck with me either. So I don't be mad when motherfuckers be like that. But when people do really fuck with me and they show me, then, you know, I know them like the, they kind of like me, you know? Like a lot of, like people don't get that. A lot of like people like, oh, you funny. Comedy come from trauma, kind of. Like comedy always come from bad places, you know? It's never been, my, the reason why I'm funny is because I've been through so much dumbass fucked up shit that I, I had the only way that I can make it out of it and kind of like have a positive outlook on it as if I created a joke and laugh. Like we was talking about that, like when the therapist was talking about me, like I laugh out of fucking, um, uh, out of nervousness. That's why people always like, oh, Danny Brown got a funny ass laugh and this and that, but I'm only laughing, like I laugh at the dumbest shit. I seen that in one of the comments, which I have, I will say this, I have stopped reading comments and shit, so I'm over it. I'm not reading no more comments, but I seen one of the comments like, man, this motherfucker just be laughing for no reason. Like he burnt. I was like, you know what? I ain't laughing for no reason no more. So I'm making a sub. So I'm making a conscious effort to not laugh. Oh, I try and I try my hardest. Like y'all motherfuckers talk so much in the comments. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You get me? You know that shit, I, bro. I try my best not to say this shit. Like that even hurts. You know, even when um. So I told y'all motherfuckers, fuck y'all. I'm not reading the comments no more. Y'all ain't no um, podcast ANRs. <laughs> You know, I, I I just, I was reading, I feel like, I, I mean, in the beginning, in the beginning of doing this podcast, I'm not going to lie to y'all, I was nervous as fuck, you know, like, I really didn't, because I'm so scared of always saying some fucked up shit, and it was fucking, or I was like, man, in the beginning, I was like, man, am I ruining my rap career by doing this? Because now you get to see a, a different side of Danny, you know, because motherfuckers in your rap music, you want to be like the, you want to be a superhero, you want to be cool as fuck, like, uh, uh, this and that, I'm cool as fuck, and this and that, but, um. When you when you watch this shit, <laughs> and you see how I'm always getting my ass whooped in back in the day, and um, how my girlfriend right now is always punking me out, and I, the next thing you know, I'm going on a weekly um, drinking binge, which I I think is kind of funny. If I was a fan of this podcast, I would think that would be hilarious. Like man, every now and then, this nigga like that would be like the arc for me. Like bro, this nigga he be chilling. He be doing the podcast. It be funny and shit, but every now and then, man, some fucked up shit might happen. That's you know he drunk as fuck for like a week straight. <laughs> if I'm saying I, I'm not trying for none of that shit to happen no more, man, because I really felt bad about that shit. I swear to God. I'm sorry, I apologize to y'all. I'm sorry, man. You don't need to apologize. Definitely I'm sorry. About that no, I'm just this. saying. I, I, you got to take. It's all about self accountability, man. And, and, and like I say, I was ashamed of myself. I really felt bad about it. You know. Because we were doing so good. I would, well, I were doing so good. I went to fucking, we went to, I went to Muay Thai that, was that the day you went with me? No, that was after. 
Uh, yeah, we went like the next day, and yeah, you, you were, went you after, were telling them that you, that was the day yeah. I went. I, I had a great Muay Thai class. Fucking, you know, I went to the crib, and then the whole shit was because Tony hit me up, and he'd been hitting me up like pull up, and I've been like, man, no, no, no. Again, my girl, she know, she know. Like at the end of the day, she really loved me, and she she tries her best to take care of me. So I can't. I always talk shit and be mad, and this and that. But that's just like you know, I, I tell her in, in the most um loving way that we have a Al Bundy, Peggy Bundy relationship, you know, and the dogs are the kids. In the most loving way possible, you know? But um, yeah, so and, and if it wasn't for her shit, who knows? I would probably wouldn't went to jail that night. Cause that's another thing, oh, I went to my barber shop. <laughs> now I went to my barber shop, guess what they said? What? Oh, you Danny Brown. Not a whole shop, you know who I? Well, now they showing me love. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not about to go into any type of business, and you know, you don't want it. And then I'm like, you, you know who I am? I'm Danny Friday. You know, I'm not about to. That's just corny as fuck to me. So now that they know who I am, but now they showing me extra love. Like I say, it, it was a bad thing for me to go through that mushroom binge and start drinking and all that back again and all that shit. But a lot of good shit came out of it too. You know, like I know my girl's mad at me and all that. I love you, baby. I know you listening. Yeah. Oh, we ain't gotten the shit. We've been talking. <laughs> the other thing too, man, is that like that shit's real. You know, like regular people go through that shit all the time. So to hear someone like you going through that stuff, it's real. It's, I, I think it helps people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even that. That's what Spencer was talking about. He was like, "Man, cause um, you gotta think me um fucking around. I mean, at the end of the, I, I, I would say Muay Thai. What what would I say? It humbled me. It, I would never fucking." try to fight a person ever again in my life after after doing this shit. But a person starting to do this at 40 years old, this is not like, it, it, you shouldn't be able to be, you ain't going to learn shit, to be honest. You get what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to Im, Im, implement this into like the real world, to me, honestly. You wouldn't even spar with me, though? No, but that's what that's, I was saying that to say, like when Spencer was talking, he was like, man, he think I'm kind of like, which I can kind of see, like I'm kind of younger than a lot of 40-year-olds. Because when I meet motherfuckers my age, like, yeah, I got to, you know, my daughter's 20 years old, but it's, you know, it's a lot of just different shit. Like, motherfuckers, I'm still, like, younger. Like, I don't, like, motherfuckers my age ain't like me, kind of. And it always kind of been like, when I was 30, I wasn't like the other 30-year-olds always around. And it sucks to me because it, it, it puts me in this kind of crazy shit. Like, even, even my girl, I was like, um... I'm going to go hang out with y'all niggas. She like, man, you ain't about to be hanging around with no um, 20-year-old single niggas. Fuck, I can't even hang with the booth boys. <laughs> Wait, when was that? When when she said you couldn't hang with us? That was recently. I was like, man, what they be were going we to do? You I'm like, no, I was like, man, they be going to movies and shit. Them niggas be doing cool shit. I want to hang with the homies. She like, they 20 year olds and single. What you got to be hanging with I'm them? Neither for? of those two things. What? I know. <laughs> she tripping. I know that. <laughs> she tripping. But I got I understood where she was coming from. You know? But yeah, I don't I, know, man. My my girl and your girl are friends now. We gotta we gotta change that. No, we can we can definitely we can do some double dating. But see, my girl yeah. want to do cool shit, old cool shit. We like to do cool shit. I'm down with cool yeah. shit. I'll drop my bank account. I don't give a fuck. I'll put it to zero. Let's what, do it. What's we ain't cool dra- we ain't draining no bank account. No, they want to go to nice restaurants and drink wine. 
we're down with that, yeah. man. I know that. I'm not. I want to go fucking K1 go kart racing. <laughs> Let's do that too. Batting cages. Let's do it all, man. That's the shit I'm telling her. I want to do with y'all, nigga. She like, man, you not about to hang with no um single twenty year olds. Bring her. Yeah, now we have to. That sounds like That's a compromise. That's the point. Even I said that recently to her. She like, oh. sometimes a motherfucker just want to do some nigga shit with his niggas. You know, I'm with, I'm with you every day, all day. And part two, man, I want to say this. Uh, you know, it's only so many people that get the chance to like experience this for long periods of time. I know y'all only hear this podcast for an hour, but imagine to have to deal with this for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> so my so my lovely lady, she gets the Danny Brown show all the time. You know, so I always feel like she's tired of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna you should probably which I feel like, cause she any given time is she gets she gets the fuck on, but it's almost for me to watch the dog cause Ditto is so fucking crazy. It's like, let me get the fuck out of here. But goddamn, this is I will say this is the first for this show. We made it 30 minutes without going through anything. Well, we'll happen to some Ask Danny. <laughs> Ask Danny. Hit me up at Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. That's Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. You also leave a voicemail at 512-522-9256. Holla at your boy. You got questions, I got answers. The voicemail, 512-522-9256. Motherfuckers never leave voicemails, huh? We got voicemails. We'll try one. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. What's up, Danny? It's Andrew. I uh, was listening to you and Tom on two bears talk about fashion and you had the great rat recommendation and i wanted to know if you could recommend some good headbands because i'm a balding man and i don't like hats because it feels like i'm just being ashamed of my dome but could you recommend some headbands because i think that's my new thing i want to get some like fresh headbands so please hook it up thanks oh yeah headbands man at the end of the day, that's something that's a sporting item. You feel me? That's not nothing that's about fashion. Because I know you can go buy you an expensive-ass Gucci, Louis Vuitton headband and be all like that. Your boy ain't going to tell you to do no dumb shit like that. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You got to be like Allen Iverson, man. You got to be with the niggas that created this headband shit. You want to hide that hairline? He didn't wear a Nike one. But we ain't going to... I would just say that, that was him, you know, dropping it low. But... Shouts out to my dog ASAP Yams. We're going to say ASAP Yams if you want to go with one. ASAP Yams always wore a Nike headband. Can we put a headband? Just because I want to see him with a headband. Can we Can we find one? Because he had, yeah, he wore the Yankee. Boom. There we go. Now, if you want to rock a headband, you got to do it like ASAP Yams. You know what I'm saying? So you wear the Nike, but you flip the Nike logo upside down to make it a Newport logo. And that's what real niggas do. So, yeah, get you a Nike headband, flip it upside down and make it a Newport logo. And, yeah, that's that. I mean, I, I fucks with this. I went to a um, Yams Day, and I wore my um, Coogee sweater with my um, upside down Nike headband. Can, can, can we pull this up? Can we pull up? I, I felt real great. I mean, you might have to type Danny Brown Marmot, M-A-R-M-O-T. M-O-T, M-O-T. Would that come up? Oh, goddamn, you can't. M-A-R-M-O-T. M-A-R-M-O-T. No, it ain't came up. It's on like the Marmot sites and shit. But yeah, I wore my Marmot 
I wore the upside down. I wore Wallabies. I shout out ASAP Yams. I will say, man, everything was a lot better when ASAP Yams was around, man. So I will say that um, when I think about a time in hip hop, or I will say the, the 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 best time that I ever had doing this rap shit and being a part of this culture and all that shit, man. When ASAP Yams was around, that was the best time of my life. Once he once he wasn't around no more, I feel like that's when everything with the shit. To be honest, all right, we're jumping to some ex Danny's. Got one more voicemail for you if you want. Oh, go ahead. To run it. Hey, Danny Brown. This one here from Chicago. I got a question. I had an ex-coworker that told me a story about you being at a concert venue with, I believe, ASAP Rocky and only one person bought VIP tickets to, to go see you. And you and him just ended up doing Molly. You ended up performing the show. And I was always wondering if that was too, uh, true or not. So just let me know if that's true. Love the podcast. You're doing your shit. You're doing good. Keep it going. High and tight. Love you. I wouldn't put it past you that something like that happened. But um, he said it was in Chicago. I think. He said you guys did the show for one person. No. I think that's what he said. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I remember, um, no. I, I can think in my head of the um, like crazy, like ill, like fucked up shows. Like I remember one time, me and Schoolboy Q, we played for a show um, in, in Colorado. At a college in like a um, you know how um those college kids they get their funding or whatever the fuck, and they book some shit, but they had their shit together. They made us. They be like, man, y'all both. I don't know. They ain't had a function or we put together. Y'all both got to play like two hours. We had to play like two hours a piece, but it was a nice bag because it was a bag in the midst of the tour. That's one thing you can do. Like when you're going through a tour, and then you got like an off day, and then take an off day show. So it was like an off day show. And I remember us, it was like, I felt like it was in like a weird like student hall. It wasn't even a stage type of shit. I feel like they gave, they had to give us a lot of money for us to do it. At that time, probably was a lot of money, but we had to play for two hours and neither of us had two hours worth of music to be performing in front of anybody. And we really struggled and lived our life. And it was a whole thing like you can't smoke there. You can't, you know, you had to be, you was on school grounds. Like you had to literally live and that shit was hard as fuck. I actually played a, um, another crazy show I played for. Um, I can't remember the beer. It was a beer sponsorship show in Boston at a metal bar, like a bar that usually mostly metal bands play at, so I had this huge metal fan base. And, you know, at the time I had a, my style of music, you know, it was something you can mosh pit to. And I remember um, me and Skywalker, we played this show in Boston. It's probably in front of probably like 20 people. And I would say it was like 16 people and four girls. And as soon as we started rapping, they just started beating the bitches up. I don't, I don't, you know, mosh pitting. Like I had to stop. I, I didn't, I didn't finish the show. I actually stopped the show, and I finished the show. Which okay, since we want to be on some real shit and we want to talk about some shit, let me tell y'all motherfuckers how this goes. So y'all remember, I made my album old, and old had a lot of those festival banger type of shit for the ladies. You know, twerk that ass, shake your ass, eating pussy, duh, this and that, that and this. So I made that album, and yes, it, it actually was the most successful album that I made. It charted Billboard. It it did its thing, you know. It was a great album. I was able to, um, you know, um, tour that album for years. And, you know, most of my um, songs that I perform in real-life festival settings um, come from that album. And um, I remember um, before I made a Trilogy exhibition, I would be playing, and um, the type of fan base that was in the crowd that I would see, which was like, these college like frat boy type of type of dudes that I would never hang with in my real life. 
You know, so, you know, it's a thing where people always be like, don't meet your idols type of shit. It's a thing that for artists, too, it's almost like don't meet your fans if you want to make money. Because if you want to make money, if, if you pertain to the fans that you really like, that ain't what's going to really make you money. So I had this like whole college frat boy fan base. And, and what happened was that the girls that would come to my show, they treated them a certain way because they felt like, oh, you a fan of Danny Brown. You a freak. You know, so they were actually, you know, creepy and touchy. So I always get these messages from girls that would tell me like, you know, um, like I love you, Danny, and I want to come to your shows and this and that, but the dudes at your shows are creepy and I can't. So it got to the point I remember playing shows and before I knew it, it was a sausage fest. You know, I'm not making like love you records that you will take a bitch on a date to, you know. So when I made a Tricy exhibition, that was like, a total point in my mind that I wasn't going to make music like that. I was going to make music that I was a representation of what I wanted to, the type of fan base that I wanted to see at my shows at the time. And um, yeah, I made that album, which a lot of people love. It's a great album, but the fan base to that album, it's no more bitches at the shows now. Like it's no, I don't have no, like, so maybe we can change that. I, I don't know. So yeah, I would say that that's what, it was a conscious decision for me to, because a lot of people just thought that's all I was about. Like, Danny Brown just make eat your pussy records and sexual songs and all this and all that and all that. And so, a trash exhibition was me going, you know, I mean, of course, it's a bar here and there and this and that, but all right, whatever. Shooting my shot in the Uber. Yo, Danny, I'm a bit starstruck right now. I recently got out of an eight year relationship in which I was getting beat up every day. She became an aggressive alcoholic. Damn. See, a lot of people don't talk about that, like domestic violence towards men. Niggas be getting their ass whooped all the time, man. So, yeah, uh, after years of dealing with it, I finally left her. I moved out to Texas for work and have been spending a lot of time alone. And I honestly feel like I'm the best version of myself right now. Well, shots off to you. Recently, I met the super cool and hot Uber driver. I just told you about Uber drivers, man. Like, do, 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 do she love the game? Like, I only want Uber drivers that, that do this shit for the game. Like, man, I'll be an Uber driver for free. The money just comes. Like, how I feel about rap music. I only want top-notch Uber drivers, man. I feel like the ratings now are, because I be saying motherfuckers with 4.6s, 4.0. That shit ain't, you not a 4-point driver, man. You a 3. The 4s is 3s now. That's what we going on with Uber, Uber ratings now. Take it down a notch. Take it down to 1. All the 4-point-something, they ain't 4. That's a 3-point. You get me? So, all right, we got to talking on a 30-minute ride at the end. This shit sounded like the beginning of a porno. I asked for her number. She gave it to me. We supposed to go to the beach the next weekend, but I'm kind of terrified, to be honest. I've been out the game for so long, I felt like a buster. <laughs> that was funny. That was like, uh, Grant, I feel like a buster. This nigga from the West Coast. For asking, but she wouldn't even give me her number or whatever. I thought you said, hold up. I've been at the game for so long, I feel like a busker asking, but I feel like she wouldn't have given me her number if there wasn't some mutual vibes going on. My question is, am I scrubbing hitting on Uber driver, or are we just reading the room out? Okay, let me tell you like this. Shouts out to homie Doug. I really feel like you a high-level gentleman. A lot of these niggas scared to hit on a bitch in public, or, or they ain't even got the type of game to even finesse that type of situation. All these motherfuckers out here, they just hopping in DMs. They just being simps, liking shit. Like, a nigga be liking a bitch shit for months before he actually just send the shot. You know what I'm saying? Be simping, saying nice shit to the bitch under her pictures and shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like not even really like flirting, but just saying cool shit, like sending emojis and like acting like a fan of a normal bitch that ain't supposed to have fans. That's what niggas be doing. And then y'all be boosting their heads up and going crazy. The real shit, man, is approaching the bitch now and talking to her and, and letting her know. But what you can't do now, you might get canceled. It might be, um, if you like walk up to a bitch like, man, you you bad than a motherfucker. Because my game ain't no, I got some 1980. I'm like, I, I, bro, I, like, I, I was saying the word female. Shouts out to Dark. Dark told me the word female is fucked up. I'm like, what? I can't say female. So imagine what I'm saying. Like me, so obviously me trying to like run game or like trying to pick up a bitch on the street, which I don't do because I'm a one woman man right now. I really love my baby at home. But I'm saying, um, if I was to like walk up on a bitch in the streets and be like, you know, what's up? What's your name? Can I get your number? What's up, baby? You know, it ain't going to come out like that. It's going to be some creep. It's going to sound creepy regardless of what I can think of in my head, you know? Like, damn, bitch, you better than a motherfucker. Where your nigga at? You know what I'm saying? Some dumb shit like that. So I ain't saying I got a game like that. So, uh, but, so when a bitch fuck with it, she fuck, you know what I'm saying? Some real shit. It's almost like, um, so yeah, I really feel like we need to go back to um, approaching women and, and not sliding the DMs, you know? But I would say for you, man, no, nah, you sound like a uh, cool ass dude, man. You ain't no buster. You, um, you got, you bagged the Uber driver. So, tell that bitch come pick you up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. For real. Sound like some 30-year-old shit going on over there. Because that be the thing, man. My, um, you know, I'm, I'm older, man. And I always think about, like, um, I would say my granddad, I always told you, my granddad was like, man, Danny, you always going to have bitches and this and that. But he always told me, he also told me that you need to get a young bitch. Because you don't want no bitch dying. You don't want no, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want a bitch taking care of you. So get you a young bitch, you know what I'm saying? And um, which was his karma. I will say my, my grandma died before him. And she was way healthier. Like, we never would have seen that coming, you know? She died before him, my great-grandma. And it was torture for him when she died. I remember, like, because he would, like, sometimes he would, like, he called her mama. Like, I called her. I mean, I was like, but he would call her mama. And sometimes, like, you know, I told you he was blind and all type of, he probably was seen all type of shit. He was fucked up. But he would, um, every now and then he'd, like, go through, like, some crazy shit, like, almost like a, a trip or something. He'd be like, mama, he'd be calling for her. But she wasn't there, like, going through a trip, like, come and get me, like, save me, like, help me, do some shit. Because we were all, like, taking everybody. I wouldn't take care. I ain't about to sit there and lie. I was selling crack. My grandma, cousin, everybody I, wiping his ass and shit like that. I, one time, man, I saw, man, my, my cousin was wiping his ass. And that nigga was bent over, he's wiping his ass, and this nigga balls was touching the ground. I'm like, damn, this shit was drag. Like, I'm like, man, this nigga, like, I'm telling you, you ain't never seen no shit like 80 year old balls, man. Like, this shit was crazy. Like, this nigga shit looked like, oh man, you ever seen like, um, if you from Michigan or like any cold place when they get like real snowy, and then you get the icicles coming from the gutter, and they just be long as fuck as like a big piece of ice just hanging from the gutter. That's what this nigga boss looked like. And then I was joking about it as a kid. I was like, man, I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager probably. I was joking. He's like, your shit going to look like that too. And every every 10 years, man, my shit been dropped. That motherfucker's right now, this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't nigga wear briefs. The motherfuckers be splitting us. The motherfucker come, a ball come out of each side, just hanging down, you know? So yeah, and, and and having long balls is fucked up too. If you ever sat on your balls before, 
Yeah. All right. A sexual girlfriend might be the one. Yo, Danny, I've been seeing my girlfriend for about three to four months now. Thing is, she's a sexual and I'm not. In fact, I'm bisexual. We're quite literally at the opposite side of the spectrum. Um, asexual, I only know about that because um, Bojack Horseman. I think I'm asexual sometimes. I really do. So, yeah. Uh, shouts out to all the sexuals. But yeah, I would love to be with a um, another asexual girl because I think I'm asexual. We just just jack off in the corners and shit. We ain't really got to worry about each other sexual. Like, yeah, I'm saying like we ain't really tripping. We just having a great time because that's what happens a lot of time. Like relationships, you gotta fuck. Sometimes you don't feel like fucking. She gotta fuck. And some girls like if you ain't fucking a lot, she might feel like you something going on and this and that. So, but sometimes like man, me sex to me is like a mental thing. More so than the next you are physical. I got to be feeling a certain way to want to have sex. You get what I'm saying? And then it's like a, almost like streaks. Like I might be like horny as fuck going crazy for like a... And then I might not be horny as fuck for like a month and just want to not do nothing and like chill out. Might just want to just um, not actually do the physical um, part of it. I might want to just bust a nut, but I don't really want to be humping. I got a motherfucking... Um, <laughs> I got an ulterior pelvic tilt. You get what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Even though I need to be humping and shit and doing squats sometimes, you know, I just be like, man, I ain't really, I ain't really feeling freaky like that, you know? So, um, all right. Now, the thing is, me and this girl click. I mean, I never had a girlfriend like her. She has no drama. She's completely honest with me. Thing is, since she's asexual, I'm going to have to wait a bit for sex. She's not totally opposed to it. I'm not getting limited action. She's like, jerk me off. But that's basically it. See, that shit kind of fun, too, though. You know what I'm saying? See, I guess that's when you get older and you've done so many drugs and um, ate all the, the royal honeys and the Cialises and all that shit, and your dick a little fucked up. Like, it takes a lot to get your shit hard. Like, you got to taser you gotta taser my, my taint. You got to taser my taint for me to get a full boner. So, yeah, I jab a bitch up. I stab a bitch up with some shit. Like, pull it out, because I've seen some crazy shit. But, yeah, but she's like, yeah, jerk me. I guess what I'm saying. That's fun. My friends are like, you got to see all right, let me. I'm not trying to uh, project my shit onto you, but I'm trying to <laughs> try to show empathy. Okay, so I really think this girl might be the one. So what do I do? I feel as though I could spend a very long time with her, but the naysayers, my friends, seem to think that this is some sort of irreparable. That's irreparable issue. That is that a word? Irreparable. Yeah. All right. So what did you think? Thanks, long time fan. No, I think you really, um, if you really love her like that, man, I feel like, bro, you got a, you got a diamond in the rough, man. A lot of these bitches, horn dogs, man. That bitch will uh, leave you in a heartbeat, cheat on you, and fuck somebody else. You got a bitch, she ain't cheating. She only want to fuck herself. So why not, man? I think that's great. And who knows, man, one day it's going to cheat. I obviously love you. She's going to hang around you. One day I might change and she might be like that, you know? But I feel like that's great, man. I feel like an asexual woman is a diamond in the rough, and that's a rare gem. And I feel like you got you one, and you should really um appreciate what you got and show her all the love and appreciation she need and be um and just really um you know be patient with her. You know, I know you might be tired of jacking off, like I'm tired of the shit, but you got a bitch that's down to jack off together. You know, y'all chill out, watch each other porn and shit. Just show me what you like, what you like. See, you need to do drugs. That's all that is. Well, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, don't do drugs, man. All right, we're going to do some white people shit. White people shit. And they talking about sky camping. So, hey, Danny, the ultimate white people shit is sky camping. Which, what is sky camping? I don't know what this is. Camping um, in the sky, obviously. 
Oh, and trees and like, oh, yeah, white people shit, definitely. My mom and I are both afraid of heights, and she sent me a link to a Facebook album she saw Sky Campers. I could not find one person of color among these images. Y'all are too smart for us cornstarch crusaders. Man, I thought the bitch called the nigga monkeypox. The cornstarch crusaders. Oh, shit, that shit fire. <laughs> See, no one know how to be racist besides the actual race. You get what I'm saying? Like, I could be, like, that's one thing. Like, white people try to be racist. I, black people can be more racist toward black people way more than you can ever be. The same with white people. Because I never would have thought in my head of cornstarch crusaders. That is fucking fire. That literally is. That, is, that sounds like a, 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 that sounds like a, a, a wholesome rock band. Like a, a Christian rock band. That's a, motherfuckers do do butt rock. Y'all know about butt rock? Cornstarch Crusaders do butt rock. All right. Love to the pie. Love to the boo boys. Keep making this lab best wishes, James. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, no one's doing sky camping. No niggas is doing sky camping. We don't, um, we just don't do, um, risky life shit. And I feel like niggas is always scared of heights, to be honest. I don't know too many niggas that like playing with heights. You know, like 10 feet, basketball rim, dunking. That's it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we dunk. We want to dunk. You feel what I'm saying? Niggas are scared of heights, but we want to dunk. So 10 feet, that's it. Anything else after that? Fuck that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Vince Carter, man. You think Vince Carter want to be doing tightroping? Sky camping? Doing shit like that? No, but he can fucking put his arm in a rim. He ain't got to do no shit like that. Shouts out to Vince Carter, man. I love Vince Carter, man. <laughs> what is this? Would you rather's? Yeah. Oh, would you rather's? Okay. Would you rather? Information time travel. That's what happens when you get older, man. When you get older, man, your bladder is different, man. It ain't what it used to be, man. I used to be like, be able to hold that shit and be like that, man. You know how many times I've pissed on myself? Like just being old. I pissed on myself so many times. The, my, the, the number one thing for me is being in hotels. Like being drunk, going to a bar, hanging out with some bitch, coming back to my hotel room and having to pee so bad in the back of the car. I get in the fucking shit, uh, twitching, uh. I get in the lobby, I'm twitching, get to the hotel, pushing, uh, waiting on the elevator, uh, dying, uh. You're in the elevator, I'm dying, uh. I get to the shit, uh. I got to pee so bad, I run to the motherfucking hotel room. I'm swiping the, uh, it don't work. Red, red, uh, red, blah, blah, squeeze it, red, uh, don't work. Then I just piss on myself like, fuck it, at the door, piss on myself. Soon as I use the car, the sound turn green. I will say this, man, and don't lock me up for being a terrorist. One time I had to pee so bad in the hotel, I just pissed in the ice machine. I'm sorry, man. Please don't nobody cancel me for this shit. Don't do nothing. It was really a bad situation. I had nice clothes on. At the time, and I wasn't coming back. I was leaving. But I kept trying to... I, you never um, used your key before and got in your room, but they say you can't have it by your phone or whatever, and it fucked oh, the like key deactivate up. Yeah, so I, 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 I got dressed and shit. I was going to, you know, nice little function. I had a... Like, you know, I'm dressed nice. Pee like a motherfucker. Leave out the motherfucking hotel room. I'm like, fuck, I got to pee. Let me go pee real quick. Try to go back in the room. It's red, red, red. Oh, I got to pee now. I'm right by the shit. I'm like, I'm like, it's ice come down, though. I'm not, you know. Like, so I peed an ice machine. <laughs> I, I, I flushed a whole bunch of ice. I hit the button a lot. You know what I'm saying? I hit the button a lot. They that don't think doesn't that's. doesn't do it. 
why not just pee on the floor? Why would you do that? I had a nice outfit on. <laughs> what difference does that make? And I'm teased. Would have fucked up the shoes. Zolo, don't do this, man. <laughs> I shouldn't have told y'all this, man. I showed y'all how open I'm trying to be on this podcast, man. I'm showing you my faults, my wrongs. You know what? I'm, I'm taking sorry. self-accountability. I accept you. I told you it was fucked up, man. Yeah. I'm but I told you as an older person, I, it's not making me not have to pee more if you want to be real about it. You want to take a break? No, spin the motherfucking wheel. <laughs> spin the motherfucking wheel. I hate filming on Tuesdays, I ain't gonna lie. Because that's when it, it comes out and I'll be like, man, did I say some crazy shit? Oh, bad baby. Bad Baby exposed a lot of motherfuckers, man, because as her being as young as she was, I've seen a lot of old niggas get creepy ab about this situation. Like, even with all the money she make, I mean, niggas seen her and she's like 17. And I knew what was going on. Y'all niggas just was a fan because it was a little girl with some big titties, man. That's fucked up. But I will say, um, Bad Baby just shows, it's, it's just exposed this all, um, I don't want to say that, man, but we know it's like an El Chapo situation with this one, too. I love Bad Baby. I'm going to say nothing wrong about her. At the end of the day, this is the American dream. Because she ain't even, she ain't even like, she got, bro, this is Danny Brown. Bar for bar can take out there any rapper you can think of. I'm nice as fuck when it comes to this rap shit. This bitch got a platinum album, nigga. I ain't even close to ever having anything going platinum. So at the end of the day, she whooped my ass. So shots out, I can't never say nothing wrong with her. She went from Dr. Phil to a platinum album, bro. I've been rapping since I was in kindergarten. What the fuck? So yeah, I love Bad Baby, man. We follow each other on Twitter. So yeah, she the homie, man. I think, I think we cool. I think we cool. Shots, she never need a verse. I know you got like, um, Mad millions and shit. So yeah, I do. You know, I help you out. You should let me write for you. You want to come back and do some rap shit, and people respect you in the music industry. I'll let your boy. I got some shit for you. I I, I, I could write some dope tunes for you. I think I think you got a nice delivery. You got a nice voice. But no, actually, while I'm talking shit, homegirl she had that was writing her songs is amazing. So shot. I can't. I'm not about to even go out there and think of all that shit. I got to pee like a motherfucker. Do I, can I? We can wrap it up. Man. All right. We out of here, man. I'm sorry. I love y'all motherfuckers, man, but I'm 40 years old. 41 at this point. Um, I think it's from dying my hair, man. Something with the um, the, the um, chemicals and dying your hair and shit like that, especially for old niggas. Going to make your bladder fucked up. Told you about my grandpa balls touching the ground. My shit is touching the thighs right now. So, yeah, the, my balls is not, it's not cool. I ain't gonna say I got like cool looking balls and shit. But it's fucked up. So yeah, I'm out of here, man. I love y'all motherfuckers. I'm YB Studios with Daddy Brown. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>